What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live Label Free. I have a very special guest. She's going, she's bringing us some really good information, very good story around. She's a mental health advocate. She's a blogger for natural living and science. Her name is Jennifer Jepson, joining us from Texas. Jennifer, thank you for joining us today. I, I love what you're, you're here to talk about. I think it's very necessary. I don't think we talk about it enough. So can you please tell the audience a little bit about your background? Well, I'm a mental health advocate. I've actually worked with perinatal mental health and birth trauma for more than a decade now, heading towards two decades. Um, and uh, I also, I cover childhood trauma, um, things along those lines. That's of course based on my own personal history. And I focus pretty strongly on ADHD. My husband was diagnosed with ADHD as an adult. Um, he had had it since he had um, been working with ADHD since he was a child, but wasn't diagnosed until he was an adult. And then I also have several of my children have ADHD and then others deal with depression and anxiety. That's gotta be tough as a mother and not, not only having to deal with that and learning to navigate those waters, but also having those labels put on your family. That has to be very, very difficult to, to kind of to um, deal with and absorb. So can you talk to us? And, and actually, I don't think a lot of people really understand ADHD and the depths of what that can do for a person. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Sure, absolutely. Um, Part of the issue with ADHD is there's so many misconceptions around it. A lot of people see it as young boys with a ton of energy bouncing off the walls. They think of Ritalin and medication, and that's that's their view of ADHD because that's the main view that people see. Um, they don't. A lot of people don't realize that adults, men and women, also live with ADHD. Yeah. Um, women, we don't have the same numbers. We don't have the same type of research as we do with men. But yeah. uh, we believe the numbers to be about the same incidences as men is. So um, for women, it just goes the opposite direction. With with males, you've got that misconception that it's it's constant energy and bouncing off the walls. Yeah. For women, it usually isn't. It's um, executive dysfunction. It's having trouble organizing your your thoughts, organizing your your office or your home, or something along those lines. So for a woman, it may show up as a, um, disorder and or, yeah. or messy, something like that. When it's really someone who has a, a strong need for order, but has a very hard time achieving it. Interesting. But, um, so I didn't know that either. And you know, I that because I, I think that that's not like ADHD is not something that's talked about. And you're right. I think we're easily to put a label like on a hyper kid or something like that. But when it comes mm -hmm. to adults. You know what? So for a man, let's say, what are some telltale signs as an adult that they have ADHD? For my husband, it was actually a hyper focus. Um, he has not. He um, up until he became uh, became ill because he also suffered. He's a, a disabled vet and he suffers with a chronic illness. But up until that time, he was a very active outdoors person, but not hyper. He wasn't okay. bouncing off the walls. He was hyper focused, as okay. in he would choose a, a topic or something like that, that he was interested in. It could be college. Okay. Um, he, he graduated college several years early, yeah. um, got a lot of work done, got a bachelor's degree in a very short amount of time. And that's because that was his focus. He was able to put in 14, 16, 18 hours a day, whether it's work or job or something like that. He could choose one thing and focus really strongly on that one topic. Okay. That does mean that he would have issues in other areas. When you're so focused on one topic, you have a hard time 
making sure that you're you're well balanced, your your work life or school okay. and life are well balanced. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I would have never. You just taught me something, and I'm sure you taught the audience something as well. Like you would have never, I would have never guessed like that. I would think that that's uh, the it would be the opposite, right? That you you wouldn't be so hyper focused that you right. kind of all, all over the place. But wow, that's interesting. So what what did made you guys or him decide that to go to the doctor to get actually diagnosed with it? Well, it actually was his illness that uh, kickstarted it. Um, he has a uh, chronic Lyme's disease, and being that ill stripped away a lot of the coping mechanisms that he had unconsciously built over the years to help yeah. him deal with um, with his ADHD. And uh, so we actually had no idea whatsoever that he had it because, again, the the misconception was that oh, it's young boys, it's hyperactivity. I mean, he's and this was not my husband at all. Yeah. But uh, so we um, began seeking not just uh, treatment for his for his illness, but also treatment for his mental health, which because, of course, that with a, a chronic illness that's going to decline. Yeah. But um, and that's when he was diagnosed was after he began seeing a therapist and started seeking mental health support as well is when he was diagnosed with ADHD. God bless your heart, man. So how did how did you deal with that as that that progressed? And, and then when did you decide to have your children diagnosed? Well, we, uh, our children actually were diagnosed first. They, oh, okay. Um, they had uh, issues during uh, elementary school. We had uh, at least one case, we had a teacher who insisted over and over again that our son be tested, that he be medicated at. Uh, and so we ended up having both of our two older children tested. And, uh, and they both did have ADHD. One also has a, a mild learning disability. But um, at that time, the mental, the medical professionals and mental health professionals we were working with didn't feel that they needed medication at all. There were other options available, yeah. which we were thrilled to find out. Yeah, Because we sure. had no idea. The first thing that people think of, of course, is, is Ritalin, it's medication. Yeah. But um, so yeah, we were, um, and that, that's what really got us started on that path of working with ADHD is finding out that our two oldest children were, were living with, with that as part of their as their personality part of their lives. Yeah. And so how did that, how old were they when you guys got them diagnosed? Uh, third grade for our second oldest and fifth grade for our oldest. And at the time, did they, did they understand what that, like what that meant and what they had to do to, to help themselves? To a point they did. Um, yeah. We, unfortunately, Public school was not, I mean, the ADHD understanding about this was really just starting to get out there. And public schools just are not set up, weren't at the time set up to, to um, provide support for children with special needs, but not ones, I mean, it, they go, they went either way. They were your regular population or children who need, had severe special needs. Yeah. Who right. needed wrong, long-term care. Right. And my children fell in the middle in public school just was not set up for that. So we actually ended up um, withdrawing our children homeschooling for several years. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've been homeschooled. That's a, that, so did you work at the time or did you homeschool full-time? I homeschool full-time. Oh, good. Oh, that's a lot. <laughs> good for you. Yeah. And so now, you know, so I'm just curious, like, did you go the more natural route instead of using Ritalin for your children or what did you do to help start working and addressing those issues? We found that um, in their cases, um, they weren't affected enough to need medication to help Good. stabilize. Good. 
Good. Now, I mean, I do ADHD run strongly. My family have several nephews who have ADHD as well. Okay. And, uh, and in their cases, they did need medication. It was that extra help that, um, that allowed them to move forward with their lives. Um, we were fortunate that our sons weren't, um, they weren't uh, having their everyday lives affected too much. Good. So um, for us, it was learning, you know, and, and finding resources so we can understand more what they were going through. Um, just the understanding itself meant, okay, you can step back and say, all right, this child is looking at something in a different way. And, uh, and just understanding that they're seeing things a different way than I, than I would helped out yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. But, uh, and a lot of it was working on organization. If you have schoolwork, all right, here's your list. And you're able to go through and check off everything, you know, what, what you've done, what you have right. left to do. Being able to have something physical to look at and track really helped a lot. That's awesome. Cause you know, I mean, you don't want to get them on Ritalin. It's such a, a nasty drug, you know, kids, you kids get it and they get high off of it and they use that as more like a recreational drug than they do actually for medic, you know, for medical purposes. So that's good that you didn't, they didn't have to go that route. And so you said that you have other children that deal with depression as well. I do. Um, several of my children have generalized anxiety and depression. Um, my bio biological children, I have eight uh, biological uh, kids. And then I also have one foster daughter who we've been fortunate enough to, to gain full custody of. Um, and she deals with, um, unfortunately, along with some mental health issues due to her, her family history and background. Yeah. But um, so, so we've got a lot going on. We, <laughs> we have a lot of therapy appointments. We have a lot of psychiatry appointments. And um, those are things that we are very tools that we're very, very grateful to have. You got a you got a full house there, lady. <laughs> we do. We have a full house. It's got to be a lot of fun. And so, when did you become a mental health advocate? Was this after your kids got diagnosed, or you know, prior to that? Well, I've worked in the in some capacity in the the birth world, the medical field, the birth world for a long time. Um, and uh, what is it? Maybe twelve years ago or so a brand new um, maternal advocacy group um, had started up a, a national nationwide advocacy group. And I got in the very first year that they started. Um, unfortunately, it's, it's no longer um, active. Okay. But uh, it, it just kind of grew from there. So I okay. worked with this advocacy group, I got to the point where I was on the board of directors, um, and wow. I was with them for more than a decade. Um, and then once it was time for that organization to move on, I then moved on. And it made me realize, hey, I've got all this experience. I've got all this work that I've been doing. I need to turn it somewhere else. I mean, yeah. I had this drive that I needed to, to refocus. And, uh, and that's what led us to ADHD in the family. What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. Can we get a round of applause today? Woo! Today I'm excited to announce Manscaped launched their ultra premium collection. Believe it or not, it's for your not so private parts. I'm talking about leveled up hygiene routine with your favorite manly scent. And let me tell you something, oh, it smells so good. My man wears this every day. This is an all-in-one skin and hair care kit for the everyday man and covers you from head to toe. Manscaped is trusted below the waist. Now trust them with the rest. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com and use the code LABELFREE20 for 20% off of free shipping and enjoy. So when did you start with natural living and science and becoming a blogger for them? 
Uh, Natural Living with Science is actually brand new. I'm just barely oh. starting it up this past okay. month. Um, with my medical background, uh, with my large number of children, I also come from a large family. Um, it's, uh, it wasn't usual for me to get uh, you know, the phone calls. Mom, what about this? What can I do for this? Do I have to get medication? And uh, things along those lines. So I was constantly researching, constantly, in some cases, just looking up because I'm one of those who loves little facts. I love, I want to know the history. I want to know what's happening behind it, why it's yeah. happening. So I was constantly researching it and then passing that information out to other people in mom's groups and friends and that kind of stuff. And, uh, and of course, my children and, and siblings as well. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I'm already doing this. Why don't I turn it into videos? Why don't I turn it into to blogs? Yeah. So that it is more easily accessible for other people as well. And so I always love talking to guests that are around mental health and, you know, bringing awareness and talking about things that a lot of people just don't talk about often enough. Why do you think it's important for you to go out there and just spread the, your knowledge and talk about this on like, let's say my podcast or other podcasts? Because families need help. Yeah. Untreated mental illness destroys families. It destroys lives. And, uh, and it's, while you're in the midst of it, it's overwhelming. It can be hard to, to find help. It can be hard to know where to look. It can be hard to even have the, uh, the strength and the, 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 um, energy to do any of that. Yeah. When you're right in the middle of it, it it's completely draining and overwhelming. Oh my gosh. And I yeah. wanted to help save, you know, protect families from, from that kind of, uh, help them as much as possible. Um, when they're on this path, when they're learning that there's something wrong, we need outside sources, we need outside help. Where can yeah. I find what I need? Yeah. Well, that's great. I love it. So I thank you for the work that you do. I actually, my father is, has got a chemical imbalance. And so growing up, I grew up in a very abusive household. And so I know what kind of destruction that, you know, mental illness can bring to a family. I'm, you know, firsthand witnessed it. You know, he was a debt. He, I'm the oldest of five, so I come from a fairly mm -hmm. large family as well, and so I've experienced that. What that kind of, you know, what it can do to destroy a family. And so, yeah, he became a deadbeat dad when I was 15. Took off, left us, and never gave his child support. And so, you know, I think it's better that way because we all right. turned out okay. <laughs> but yeah. um, it's you know going. I guess what my next question would be, what could families do like some quick things to look out for if they're struggling and they're not understanding what's going on with their children or their husband? What are some things that they could do to like some advice, some quick tips to maybe help them with the situation or what they could do next to try to find a resolution? Well, one of the things that they need to watch for is that with fathers, depression does not show up the same way it usually does in women. Yeah. Women, the, the stereotype type is actually pretty correct. It's they, they're fatigued, they're sad, they're having, they're struggling with the energy they need to get through their day. Um, with fathers, it often shows out in aggression, anger, it uh, yelling, um, yeah. lashing out verbally, that kind of thing. So, so men display depression in, in different ways than women do. Yeah. Um, and obviously the depression, anxiety. The rates are going to be similar depending on jobs that could be hired for men or women, but, uh, but they need to keep in mind that, uh, the symptoms are not necessarily going to be the same for both sexes. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and of course, external factors are going to make a big difference. So, um, so that's definitely one thing, but children, it can be similar. I mean, children are, are often, they struggle in expressing mom, something's wrong. They have a yeah. child. They can have a hard time saying 
mom, I need help. They, they may not know they need help. And with parents, it can be, all right, well, they're moody teenagers. They're, they're just really hyperactive um, little boys. They're um, girls who will, you know, they can never find their crayons. They can never find their paper. They can never yeah. find whatever tools that they're supposed to be using for school or something like that. Um, little things like that tend to add up. And, yeah. you know, if you have a child who is chronically messy, it could be their personality. But if you've got other cues there, then it could be, okay, maybe we need something that's a little bit more. Maybe there's something else happening here. Yeah. Now, I mean, obviously somebody's listening to this and they're resonating with what you're talking about and they wanted to reach out to you to maybe get some, a little bit more information or get some direction or guidance. Where could they find you and reach you? We're available on pretty much every platform. We of course have ADHDinthefamily.com. They're more than welcome to welcome, uh, to reach out to us through through email, through our website, um, sign up the, for the family newsletter. Um, and then, of course, they can reach us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, um, and, uh, and of course, YouTube. It's all, and all, on all this, the platforms you need to be. Every platform, we're there. <laughs> I <laughs> we love it. it all. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, I mean, because I, I feel like there's not, there's resources out there, but there's not enough, right? And Because, you know, right. something like something you're saying is probably going to really resonate and connect with someone else that might, you know, that might be looking for something different. You know what I mean? Because we all right. have an, we all have an audience and we all need to find that one thing that connects to us that, that maybe tugs at our heartstrings that, oh my gosh, I love what Jennifer's talking about. I can relate. I'd feel really comfortable talking to her and getting more information and, and just getting a little bit more direction on what I should do next for my family. So, right. you know, I think it's really important what you're doing and thank you for sharing your story. Um, I think we're getting a little close here on time. So uh, I always like to ask like any last words of wisdom or advice you'd like to leave with the audience. Whenever possible, look for your local mental health expert. Uh, even if your child does not need medication, wonderful. But even if they don't need long-term therapy, just having a, a couple of sessions with you and your child, you know, depending on age, where they can give you suggestions, where they can give you resources, anything along those lines, it, it makes a huge difference. So whenever yeah. possible, look for your local mental health expert. And a lot of those places that are, that are by the community are, are free to go into, right? Are they, or are they? There are pay? some. Yeah. There's okay. some, it really depends on the state, um, places like Texas, there, there's not a lot available, unfortunately. Um, but, uh, but you have California, Washington, Washington state is absolutely wonderful. There's all kinds of mental health resources available. So unfortunately it is a state by state. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one last thing. So it is called label free podcast and I don't really ask this too often, but I feel like this is necessary for anybody that's out there that may feel like bogged down by the label of having ADHD, what would you tell them? Well, it's like ADHD doesn't define you. It is not, this is who you are. This is not how you um, should be known for. You are yourself. It's, this is just another quirk in your personality that you learn to live with and, uh, and use so you have your life to the fullest. Yeah, beautiful. Beautifully put, Jennifer. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Uh, keep us, excuse me, keep us informed of any new uh, projects you might have going on so we can bring you back and share it with the audience. We love. I love what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. And uh, we're going to continue to spread the word about mental health and being aware of different things to help families stay together and stay stronger. 
and healthier. That's great. No, thank you so much. You're welcome. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. Please don't forget to subscribe, comment, follow, share, all those good things. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.